Corp stats powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, that brand new daily fantasy app where we actually make money. And it happened again yesterday. We give you the names, we give you the price, and then you show us the tickets. There he is, Ian Happ, that direction right there for the video listeners watching me point everywhere like Bugs Bunny for a second there. But that was the point. We know the process is good, pointing out the stacks, not chasing chalk, not overpaying. We got Ian Happ at a nice price yesterday, right under five dollars, just like I said. The five fifty setting, we get that extra fifty cents back, and boom, eighteen dollars return per share. We were one point shy of the overall lead. Let's get back and do it again. Hello, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop. Big John, come rocking a short shot. You know it's the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere, bringing you to three pillars of profit where it begins here on Mayo Media Net. You got to rate, review, subscribe to the pod. Always like the video because for some reason that stuff matters. If you're watching the video, I know you like it. If you're standing my shtick, I know you like it. But whatever, hit the cartoon thumb. Do me a solid. We're starting with daily DFS and jock market. But remember, these things also count for total base props, right? We pointed out Ian Happ over one and a half total bases yesterday at plus one and a half. He got that with the double as well. So if you want to fast forward, you can fast forward. It might be at your own peril. Then we bring in you fantasy stuff today. We're mining the advanced statistical leaderboard for starting pitchers. I have access to some time-sorted stats that not everyone does. Baseball Savant does not allow for time sorting, so we're doing that. Tomorrow we'll do the hitting side, then we'll put all that stuff together for the waiver show on Thursday, then Friday, the weekend. Look ahead, we only do about five to seven minutes of fantasy every day, but I really want it to matter. I think if you're a serious fantasy player like I am, you gotta get with us here at Mayo Media Now. Again, I'm not going through the motions, and I'm playing at a high level, playing in highly competitive, high stakes 12 team point leagues, but also high stakes 15 team roto leagues. So listen, man, we are doing it all for everybody, and it starts here with the one-man band. Let's jump into the stack report, and I've got something new for everybody today. Again, we often talk here about being flexible, being malleable, not being too rigid and always trying to improve, and that's what I'm going to do, because yesterday I actually did have a few players hit on jock market that I did not put in the report because really what we're doing is just highlighting individual players later on in the day and when I run my algo I generally do my implied team totals well I'm starting to do that in the morning all I had to do is get up a few minutes earlier hey man if I get up any earlier I just won't have to sleep at all so what I'll sleep during that other sports season no big deal though man I love football we'll get into that I like to sleep that little nugget between the two of them man like a polar bear or a brown bear you catch me in the woods scratching my back and then catching some z's for about six to eight weeks don't call me I'll call you like my pop used say man all right let's get back up into the stack report and then i'm going to give you the implied team totals spots to backfill because i know we have daily players and dfs players and i'm not trying to demean it yesterday too i've been talking about making room for standard dfs more general 10 team parlay style dfs which again it's not the path to profitability like jock market is if you're looking to build a bankroll jock market is the pathway if you also want to take the work we do and look to hit on it with some progressive payouts like that's what i'm all about so i fully encourage that again i only give advice but i follow through you'll see me in these lobbies i'm playing myself yesterday i just fell short of a winner take all in DraftKings. i i had trouble i 
had trouble getting to the lobby in time, so you really want to be early with these. But I did happen to get a couple one dollar. So it's like a hundred people for a buck. Winner take all for a hundred bucks for hundred and twelve people, whatever rake they take. You know, almost one man. You know, so listen with all the names that I mentioned. So I want to give the employee team totals, and that'll be the backfill. All the places we want to go for daily, and the DraftKings and FanDuel players out there, which I know we have, and I got you. So let's start with the Pittsburgh Pirates going up against Kyle Freeland. There was no scoring in that game yesterday, so we'll look for a little bit of that today. 841 OPS year-to-date against Freeland. 89% in-zone contact with a 26% line drive rate. The reason that matters this year, because we know lift hurts. So because of the high rate of contact he allows, and it's solid contact, Freeland has been getting beaten up. Excuse me, in particular with the fastball, a nearly 700 expected slug on that pitch. It's getting beat up. So we're looking at Brian Reynolds, Michael Chavis. Anytime there's a lefty, we want to look for him. And even Ben Gamble, who Fridlin has some lefty-lefty issues. So don't always be wed to this cross thing. That's not always what it is. Sometimes individual pitches have movement profiles that don't work against certain handed hitters. See, again, that's why you necessarily might not want to skip through this part for getting into fantasy. We talk a lot of theory. Again, doing it all. Hat tip to you, Patty Mayo, and the women and men behind behind the scenes that make all this stuff possible so I could bring you this show everything on the Twitter handle MLB moving averages but then onto Patreon I run the algo we're scoring games we're grading them we're ranking all these players with star ratings home run tags total base props I mean it's literally everything and the kit and caboodle next we're looking for those trolley dodgers from Hollywood always up to no good against my boy Josiah Gray who I really like but the fastball improvements that I hope for coming into this year we have not seen a little bit of bad math going on for Gray there. Although, listen, there is potential, but when you have a bad fastball and you have good fastball hitters, bad things happen to pitchers. 50% fly ball, 15% barrel equals, everybody, class, two home runs per nine. And that's really what you're going to get at. In particular, lefties have a plus 1,000 OPS on the year. He's given up six home runs in the last 18 innings. So we're looking for lefties. We're looking for Freddie Freeman, Edwin Rios. Now, this is a great place to do a bit of application for Jock Market Play. If you're using the promo code, please download the Jock Market app. Use the code MMN, Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first $100 for free. If it's free, it's for me. But forget the shtick, man, for real. The $100 is more than enough to make money. We're showing you how. Hap was the highest um, salaried player, I guess the highest IPO'd player, right? The player I paid the most for yesterday at $5. And he returned a 3 100% return. He pulled up all the other ones, although we did have other hits. Gavin Lux was very cheap. Again, and that's why I want to give the stacks, because I want you to have the other teams, and what we're going to do, because this is what I do myself, what we're going to do is anytime we have a team environment that's positive, because remember, jock market slates are finite, but this also counts for DraftKings, is where we want to backfill anybody under, let's say, 450, right? So I'm not going to be chasing everybody in every game. We want to keep portfolios tight, but we did, like the Dodgers yesterday, I had it on the implied total list. Gavin Lux is way too cheap in a plus spot. So that's the other place we're going to be looking. So we're going to be looking for a few optimal players that we highlight here. And then to backfill into just the cheap plate appearances. Because that's really the name of the game. Opportunities are the commodities that we deal in. Next up, it's the Let's Go. Mets go against Logan Webb. He's had some struggles this year against lefties in particular. Again, I think that's a break issue. 870 OPS on the year to lefties. Two home runs year to date. Now, that's a lot for Webb Web to tour runs. Arsenal, check this out. This is an entire Arsenal check here. 
against lefties. 440 minimum X slug, 19% maximum whiff rate. So those are the two things I like to talk about. We're going to get into this in a minute on the fantasy end. Why I don't just like to throw stats at people. The stats have to matter. Swing and miss plus contact stats matter because that covers the gamut. Right, that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for. Because a pitcher can have big swing and miss, but still get beat around the yard. A pitcher can induce lots of weak contact, but not get a lot of strikeouts. So we're looking for high swing and miss plus weak contact. Those are the things that we're looking for. Webb, who generally shows those things, though maybe not an elite K guy, he does get swing and miss. Those have been completely in reverse. So again, I like Logan Webb, but I think that's going to be the downfall today. We really like the Mets lefties. Couple of them sealing the ball really well as of late. Frankie Lindor and Jeff McNeil. So there you go. So we have a couple individual hitters. Brian Reynolds, Michael Chavis, Ben Gamble, Freddie Freeman, Edwin Rios, Frankie Lindor, Jeff McNeil. Like that's going to be what my portfolio looks like. And that's pretty much it. Remember 615 IPO, 615 Eastern Time PM IPO for the 635 starts. So I know it sometimes goes right up to it. I actually like these weird starts because I feel like maybe they'll just give us a little bit of edge. We'll get a couple, you know, a bit of a percentage discount, which is what I'm all about, really, at the end of the day. So, besides that, though, top five. MLB moving averages implied team totals for the day. Ladies and gentlemen, again, this is all contextually adjusted. This is all done. This work is all done. I've been up since, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, man, doing what I do, drinking cold brew, listening to music. You know what I'm saying? I love it, man. I get up. I, I just, whatever, man. I'm like a caged animal when baseball season's going on. And I hope that that kind of stuff really shows, right? This kind of energy, passion, we can fake this every day. Like, it'd be amazing. If you were able to fake this for so long, it'd probably become reality for you. So, again, I work really hard for everyone out there. But I, I see the people out there working really hard for me as well. Like, I made a mistake yesterday. I For some reason, I always confuse Tyler Anderson, Tyler Alexander. And I have a half a dozen people coming to me so politely tell me about a mistake that I made I see you all out there I really I respect you and that's why I work so hard to make this show so good so you know rate, review, subscribe do all that good stuff let's push this stuff to the front of the line you want to be part of the OG crew so we're looking for the Houston Astros top of the board against Zach Plesak next up the Dodgers against Josiah Gray next up the Twinkies against Roni Garcia next up the Diamondbacks against Jonathan Heasley and the Toronto Blue Jays I think they might get off the mat against Jordan Hicks I am particular like that i think people will be you know seeing hicks and thinking oh stay away and toronto offense has been good so i think the back door of toronto again just cheap we're not going to pay premiums here because they didn't pop on the individual player report if those players did different story so again right process 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 strict methodological deployment of these things and i mean that's really at the center of our work so that's a stack report. Let's dive into the fantasy end. And again, we already kind of laid the groundwork of what we're doing here. So I don't have to tell you the why. We're mining the XStat pitcher leaderboard for the audio only listeners out there. And again, people, how great have we done with these ads and these waiver picks? We have done excellent. We've been the first on so many pitchers that people are just now like, oh, look, this guy's real. And a couple of these names on this board now are going to be in the next wave. I'm not saying they're brand new names. Yes, yeah, some of the sharpest players in the world are on them. Okay, that's also a good indication you're sniffing around the right stuff. So we're mining the X stat pitcher leaderboard last 30 days. Again, I like to time sort, maybe give us a bit of an edge, maybe lose some of the injured guys, stuff like that. And again, this is not the raw leaderboard. These are pitchers inside the top 35 overall in the last 30 days of whiff rate. So the best swing and miss stuff in the last month 
from starting pitchers. Let's get into the list again. The raw list doesn't help because those are pitchers we're not interested in. So these are all guys that like, again, I'm not saying you never heard of them, but we're looking for guys that are they real? Are they not? Maybe we're buying low. Maybe we're looking to, you know, sell high. People think they're selling high, but maybe there's more breakout there. So JT Brubaker at the top of the list showed off yesterday again, 34% whiff rate last 30 days. Eric Lauer looking very good. A lot of people on him already. Jordan Montgomery, the wins haven't been there, but the whiffs are there, right? People are not really thinking about him in that matter. It's there. It's coming. Yusei Kikuchi, they really fixed him. We've seen a pitch mix change. Projections will always be behind that. Garrett Woodlock, who people know is very good. Josh Winder on the Twins. You know, he looked great. He got beat up a little bit. Then all of a sudden, he had like a show injury and then I didn't hear anything about it the way the twins are playing and again I don't mean to be conspiratorial but we do know teams do this so it's not outlandish I think they might be sitting on him the twins are so far exceeding their expectations as far as the standings go they might be like yeah man we want this guy's bullets in September we don't necessarily need it in May right they're gonna roll out Bundy they're 10 games ahead right now where they should be so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Winder all of a sudden feels better and looks really great when the time is right so just keep him circled you're not adding Winder yet but he is legit and just keep an eye on him definitely watch list him I'll let you know next up Kyle Wright legit Luis Garcia legit Manaya and Luis Severino all legit then some interesting names in Jeffrey Springs 28 and a half percent whiff rate that's excellent hunter green oh, a lot of people keep up on hunter green and here's a quick lesson of this as far as fantasy goes if you invest in high-end talent as far as starting pitcher goes in particular when they're very young don't cut them early make that part of the calculus you have to understand that this may be part of it they're going to be terrible they're going to give up a ton of home runs look josiah gray happened to last year it never really corrected we got a bit of good we've seen it but that problem has continued Hunter Green, in just the past couple starts, looks like, oh my goodness, like, the beast could be unleashed. And he was on these boards early. We were on him. We added him cheap because you want to add them cheap before they become a big deal. I know some sharp players like Toby G, Bad Flip Crazy was on, uh, Springs Everywhere. I was listening to, uh, to uh, Casey Bubba. Make sure you're following all those guys. You know, I listen to content myself, too. Got to stay sharp. So, Jeffrey Springs, keep an eye on him. Hunter Green, Josiah Gray, Tyler Anderson, looking good. When you go to the Dodgers, they're known to fix people. And Justin Steele, who has had a rough start but again there are underpinnings there for steel looking really good so already we have a couple names to really keep an eye on you know brubaker springs steel or guys that may not even be owned in 15 team leagues let alone 12 so in 12 team leagues i think a lot of these guys are out there and viable so don't panic as far as pitching up to the other side is the contact metric we're going to use xwoba these are pitchers inside the top 50 xwoba right so it's 15 pitchers inside the top x top 50 which again should give us a hint to how good the stat is right so if it took us 35 to find it in whiffs and took us 50 to find it in x but it tells you what, the best pitchers are at the top of the x leaderboard. You know, this is launch angle plus exit velocity, a lot of, it's an amalgamated stat, nothing is perfect, but it is pretty good for shorthand. Again, none of this means, oh look, he's on a list, so we add, it doesn't work that way, but it, it, these are... I don't even want to call it a flashlight. Like, if a stat is a flashlight, what we're doing here is like the mag light, right? Is the, the six cell led version that high beam version of a flashlight because this is the true stuff that finds signal opposed to noise 
All right, let's get into the X-Wobble leaderboard. Zach Eflin, looking legit. A guy I've liked in the past, looking healthy. Circle him. Tariq Skubal, Drew Rasman, Tony Gonsolin. I think those guys are owned. Martin Perez, we were early on him. Now it's like people are thinking, oh, maybe I should add him. We've been running him out for like three weeks already. Seriously, we're running him out for three weeks. Go back on the shows. We have the receipts. That's our thing over here. Alex Cobb, yesterday I tweeted about it. He might be the most unlucky pitcher in the world. The Giants ran out Darren Ruff behind him in left field. He let like a pop-up fall down with two outs. It led to five runs. Oh my God, Alex Cobb is just fine. He's actually very, very good. He's the player you need to be circling and buying low on. People are sick of him. They're dropping him. Just offer nothing for him and go get Alex Cobb and reap the rewards. Get ready to circle this episode for the end of the season. Next up, Tyler Wells, Justin Steele. Bing, 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 bing. When we get double matches, now we must investigate. It's not a must add, but it's a must investigate. Everybody, we're going to investigate Justin Steele on a high level. Right after him, Jeffrey Springs. Sound the alarm again. So we have double hits right here on Springs and Justin Steele. Then Luis Garcia, who is on both lists. Bailey Ober, who is back. Make sure he's owned in your league. Josh Winder, again, double hit. And again, at the end, JT Brubaker. So JT Brubaker is posting a 34% whiff rate and 301 XWOBA last 30 days. You've got to add Brubaker. He is looking really good. Hap tip to my boy, fellow Rota Soprano, Matt Modica. I know he's a Brubaker guy. Eno Saris put us on to him a year or two ago. I ended up getting away from Brubaker, the surrounding context being so terrible. But I was a big Ronzi Contreras guy. And again, we we told you to add him here on the Thursday show a couple weeks ago and get ready for the big profits because any league that he wasn't added in, he's the number one priority or like a $250 or $300 ad. So again, the work we're doing is actionable. The work we're doing matters. And I believe, I mean, I know for a fact I had a very slow start, a lot of injuries and some, you know, he misses. This thing happens. My teams are in the back now. We're all uh, like every couple weeks. The entire, my standings are just shh, shh. We're all pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. Teams I was worried about that were in like 12th are in like 7th. The teams are in 7th are in like 3rd. And again, now we're in May and we're doing just fine. Let's hop over into the betting side, clawing my eyes out. Oh my goodness, I cannot take betting anymore. I'm <laughs> just kidding, but you know, such is life, man. So again, if you're rolling with the parlays, oh, we were there again. We had two across the finish line. We were tied in the 8th inning of the 3rd to get the entire week as a profit, right? Remember, that's the entire deal of this. Putting out parlays, and if we hit one a week, the entire adventure is profitable. Trying not to chase, trying to be smart. I'm running my model. We're playing viable stuff. And if you're playing these things individually, you're actually making money. So I think, again, layers and lessons are kind of on top of layers and lessons here, everybody. And what I mean is, that's the smart way to play. Like, I, I'm not saying I don't... I play every single one of these. I absolutely promise you. I swear. I swear my kids. I play everything that I recommend at the level that I recommend it. One-tenth of a unit. But the reason I don't recommend these plays at full scale is because, again, I have to play this myself. So I'm not going to send out units and units of play when I don't do that. My max myself is two and a half units because I tie units to percentage of stack. And that's why I'm able to lose and stay in the game, right? If you only bet 2% of your stack, you could withstand a week of absolute losing, which, of course, we didn't have absolute losses, right? We're deviating, diversifying that 2% across plays. So even if you end up in the red, it's usually negligible. And I even then, I generally build in back doors. Like, let's use this, for example. We have four plays on the 
board. We're going back to Toronto again. I think that offense is going to wake up. We have the distinct pitching edge. Then we're going back to Seattle, which, again, man, I don't get it. I spoke about this on VSIN. If you're into that stuff, um, I've been on there quite a bit lately. People have been digging a lot of the, the strategy stuff we're talking about. You know, the stuff we're talking about works. It matters. And again, just because you don't always get outcomes, it doesn't matter. You can't gauge a betting career on a couple weeks, right? Especially when the theory is good and you're being and you're competing right in these games. So, um, the point being, the totals have moved way too low. And the public is name-chasing and now also chasing the narrative of the ball. So, like, George Kirby and James Caprillion. Yeah, like, they're pretty good. Combined, they have, like, it's not, not nearly 100 innings combined in them. To have a total of seven is just way too low. And I think, again, the public carries biases against the offenses. Yeah, the, the, the total was lower than this yesterday. I don't even know. They were, up, they were up to like 10 runs before the fifth inning was even over. We cashed that so easily. And now the total is even lower. So these might be bad teams again. We often talk about teams hitting in sine waves. So we might have teams entering uh, the positive sign, part of a sine wave with lowered total. So, again, I'm usually not a total better, but they're going to hand us 07s. Let's go over the 07 Caprillion and Kirby. That one at minus 110. Again, that's a viable play. The Toronto play, minus 145. Got to be honest. If you're, if you're the singles player, cut this 14 parlay down to three and just play the three. I would not recommend playing 145 juice. I know some people do it, so I guess I guess after each their own, I don't do it again. I'm not going to recommend what I don't do. I do think Toronto wins, which is funny. People say, well, if you think they're going to win, why don't you bet it? Well, I don't, I don't bet like that. I don't bet to pretend to see the future. I bet more on the numbers and the potential risk-reward. So, again, strategy, strategy, strategy. I know it's kind of boring. You would, some people maybe wish I was hooting and hollering. Alright, next up, Arizona. I really like Arizona. They're our new favorite underdog because they're starting to hit and we know that they pitch a little bit, plus the ball is helping them out in the deadened environment in that pitcher's ballpark, right? So they have a lot of things. We also want to be looking at ballpark matters, especially right now with the, with the ball I'm noticing for sure. So, we want to be in the desert. Zach Gallen, going today. I mean, we just have the dis- like distinct pitching edge. We have like two pitching edges up against John Hazley, and we have the offensive edge by a country mile. So give me Arizona to cover that one up. Minus one, uh, minus one and a half runs, plus 105. And then last up, let's go Metzko and Chris Bassett over Logan Webb. I mentioned problems that Webb has had and the Mets really starting to hit. But I think Webb's issues, I think the Mets win it in, let's say, a close one. But I think they do get them. I do think the Mets get them again. I have not really been impressed with Webb and the way Alonzo swinging the stick and Lindor is swinging the stick and McNeil is swinging the stick. J.D. Davis is swinging the stick. So the Mets' secondary pieces are really stepping it up. So we're packing. I got four of them today. Like I said, I ran the model. So model says Johnny Do. So we got Toronto full game, money line, Seattle and Oakland over seven, Arizona to cover it up, and the Mets to win. You pack them all together, plus 12, 65. Little gaudy right there. If you bet the tenth of a unit, the win is 1.27U and... Hey, this would pay for this week and last week, but that was not the point. I'm not going to keep increasing odds. I just got them all. I really couldn't stick with it. And I really, I like the Toronto edit in because of 
the pitching edge and Gaussman. I don't really like Jordan Hicks, but I know some people do really like the Cardinals offense. I think they've struggled against righties and maybe we'll get it done today. So that'll do it for the big show, man. Is this show everything or what? You got your stacks. We pointed out a few hitters with implied team totals, right? We're looking Brian Reynolds, Michael Chavis, Freddie Freeman, Edwin Rios, Frankie Lindor, and Jeff McNeil. I want to try and keep it to that six or seven players. Then backfill into Houston, Dodgers, Twins, Diamondbacks, and the Jays, right? You'll notice a lot of those teams are up on the betting board as well. We're looking at Justin Steele, JT Brubaker on the fantasy end, and then a couple bets there that we just went over. So that'll do it, everybody. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio pod. Check out the YouTube channel. You know, let your home leaguers know. Tell people how good of a job we're doing here. Get up in the comments and definitely download the Jock Market app. Again, now we're going to roll. Again, we had some bad breaks. Get ready to roll. Like, this is the time. Again, and I really think we're getting sharper as we go. I think I was just a bit too diverse in the portfolio, right? We don't want to be too diverse. That's fine. Let's be picky. And we're in, where we open up will be based on price. And I think that really feels good. Look for those six names. Look for me in the jock market. Look for me on Twitter and check us out on Patreon. Although you don't have to pay at all. The Patreon is free Trion for you and me, Trion. All right, everybody. I'm going to get out of here. We're up against it. So remember... When you work this hard, it feels so much less like luck. I mean, it's, you know, it's good skill, everybody, whatever it is, what it is. So I catch you on the flip side, man. I'll check you tomorrow, and I'll see you at the cashier window. Yo, peace.